Thank you, Yvonne, for taking us around the world in two minutes and bringing things back here. This is Nigeria Info 99.3. You can listen online, by the way, nigeriainfo.fm. How do we fix the ports? How do we fix the ports? I feel like I ask this question all the time. You know how obsessed I am with the ports, about the ports. They are the lifeblood of the economy, Lagos. We need to export more stuff. If we want our economy to grow, it's the only way. We need to, Im- we need to um, import more stuff if we want to bring our own costs down and get the inputs for our industry. So if the ports don't work... Our economy cannot work. And yet, after all these years, we're still battling with inefficiencies at the port. And here's today's big hard fact. According to the Shippers Association of Lagos State, goods worth 868 billion naira are stuck at the ports, awaiting exports. Almost a trillion naira's worth of goods. And that's just on the export end. On the import end, we also have so many bottlenecks as well. So on today's Big Heart Fact, let's talk about as many of these problems as we can. Let's talk about how the ports are supposed to operate, what the challenges are, how they can be overcome. And I'm not alone on the show today. I've brought two experts uh, here for you. My first guest is from Steers Business, Wemishola Alonge. Welcome back to Hard Facts. Thanks for having me, Sandra. And my second guest is an industry expert. He's the CEO of ITEL Engineering, and he previously uh, was uh, a manager with uh, Scanners um, uh, Manager. He was a a Scanners Manager, sorry, for a contractor that maintained scanners at the port. Adams Osman, welcome to Hard Facts. Thanks for having me. Now, I must point out that I found Mr. Usman through Hard Facts. He's a listener and he call, he sent us a WhatsApp message on one of the shows when we were talking about the scanners at the ports. And from the points he made, he was clearly an expert. So I reached out to him to be a guest and he gracefully accepted. So thank you again, Mr. Usman. Thank you, Sandra, for having me on. I am Sandra Ezekwesi Lagos, and uh, we want to hear from you. So first things first, what do you think are the major problems with our ports? How do you think we can fix those problems? Also, give me questions you may have for our experts on the show. Let me start with Bemisola. Let's start with a bird's eye view, right? Before we get into the details of it. I'm also going to ask uh, um, um, uh, Mr. Adams this question, so start thinking about your answer. But Bemisola, what would you say are the biggest reasons why we have such serious congestion and low output at our ports? Um, so there are quite a lot of issues with the ports, um, especially um, in Lagos, Apapa and Tenkan ports. Um, the issues actually start from the water, right? So when From the water? <laughs> well, they sort of spill over to the water. It's just so many things interconnected. So when people bring in goods or are taking out goods, there's already congestion on uh, water. Hmm. So um, um, I, I actually wrote a piece about this, hmm. an article about this on CS Business, and I spoke to someone who usually imports stuff, and according to him, hmm. um, it takes about 30 days to bring in some shipments from some countries, and Sometimes it takes up to 30 days um, for them to birth at Lagos State, at, at the Nigerian port. Hmm. So 
um, it takes thirty days to get to our border, our water border, and then another thirty days for us to just bring the containers from the water to the actual port. So, um, and that's because of a lot of congestion from the water. So. Our ports are very um, congested and they're very saturated. So there are a lot of containers there. And before you can bring in more, you have to sort of clear the ones that are already on board um, or at least make space for them because there are some that have been there from time and still there. So um, we, and then the, the entire process involves first and um, the whole documentation is very manual in most cases. So um, even for um, companies to sort of, um, even for like MDAs, like um, ministries, so for customs, NAVDAC, SON, for them to inspect some containers, they actually do so physically. Like they physically go there and check what's inside the container. And as you can imagine, that's going to take a long time. So by the time people finally um, are done with like the whole documentation and um, inspection of the containers by the time you take them outside there's also a congestion taking them out of the port right taking them out of the port driving on a papa way another congestion because of the bad roads so just the manual way of doing things the saturation of the port there there's hardly any um um uh offloading center, like storage center for trucks to wait while, to stay while they're waiting for consignment. So some of them have to actually wait on the road. Some of them have to wait in front of the port. So just taking things out and bringing things in is usually a hassle because everywhere is blocked. So um, because we don't have like an automated system of doing things, there's no automated system of like scanning um, the containers. There's no automated system of um, inspecting, there's no automated system of like sorting out, and then there are people that have just abandoned their goods in the ports, right? So people that maybe some are actually government-owned containers that are still at the ports, and then others are like for private organizations or individuals that have been unable to pay to clear those consignments. So every it's just space, really space, and just doing things manually over and over again that's causing the congestion. And this has spilled over to um, the water, like I said. Another thing is bringing containers back because the um, shipping companies expect that even after you take their containers away, right, you have to bring them back. So bringing them back, there's another congestion on the road. Um, it takes days, <laughs> weeks sometimes, bringing containers back. So everything all together. And these shipping companies would not leave until like some of them wouldn't leave until they have like a certain number of containers empty containers so that they can go back and you know use those empty containers to then take more consignments so just you know take things back right so there's just a lot of clogging everywhere um that causes congestion. Hmm. Now let me come to Mr. Adams. Uh, I wonder if your view will be different as somebody who has been in the industry for years. Yeah, thank you, Sandra. My own concern is uh, when the goods arrive in Nigeria here, hmm. uh, the scanning process. Before the scanning, let me give you some little background okay. about uh, Nigeria. Hmm. Before January 1st, 2006, Nigeria was operating a system called the Procurement Inspection of Import Scheme. This was in 
in effect from 1979 to 2005. During this period, all imports to Nigeria were subjected to inspection abroad before shipment. The objective of that scheme then was to curb the incidence of over-invoicing, leading to capital flight as well as under-invoicing by importers to evade payment of appropriate duties. Other objectives of that scheme then, I'm talking about the procurement inspection scheme now, included quality and quantity assurance as well as ensuring delivery of imports paid for. The inspection companies then were namely Cotecna, SES, Veritas and Sweet Control. Hmm. These companies were in operation during that period of pre-shipment. Hmm. But by 2001, fact emerging from the import sector cast doubt on the desirability, integrity, and effectiveness of that scheme. Such facts included, among others, the phenomenon of concealment, under-invoicing, and stuffing of import. As a result, government therefore set up a committee to review the scheme with a view to identifying its weaknesses and strengths. While the committee acknowledged that the scheme had helped to curb capital flight, including improving to customs revenue collection, it nonetheless recommended introduction of destination inspection with effect from January 1st, 2003. The recommendation was accepted by the then government in power but the implementation was delayed to put in place structures that would support a successful implementation of that scheme. In December 2003, the Federal Executive Council constituted a presidential committee on the implementation of the destination inspection and scanner project to be chaired by the then Minister of Transport, Abi Ezekibo, I think so. In its report to government, the committee recommended the award of contract for the supply of X-ray scanners to three service providers in three lots on a build, own, operate, and transfer, which we call BOOT. Cortecna was one of those companies. SDS was handling lot two, while the third company, which is the indigenous company, Global Scan, the only indigenous company to handle such assignment in Nigeria, completing the three companies. Hmm. The committee also recommended direct procurement of Asikuda Plus Post software from the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development on time at the cost of US dollars two million nine hundred and fifty thousand. This component includes free software and technical support for three years. Mrs. Web Fontaine was recommended for the provision of the non-unctal component of data Sikuda plot possible, which includes installation and management of IT and telecommunication software and hardware, power supply equipment with associated training and maintenance. Also on a BOOT basis, moreover, the committee established a working group chaired by the Nigeria Customs Service to chair the process of implementation of this scheme. The government has since enter into contract agreement with each of the above service providers. I mean, talking about that period then. Now, let us come to the destination inspection scheme commencement, which commenced in January 2019. Hmm. The scheme has two main components. The reason why I'm giving us all this background is for us to know that, look, 
you cannot continue to do the same thing and expect a different result. Right. The designation inspection came then, came then, like I mentioned earlier, commenced on 1st of January 2006. Right. Uh, 2006. This mm. scheme has two main components, namely Asikuda Plus and X-ray scanning mm. with risk management system. Now, the X-ray scanning aspect of it, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. was handled by the three companies I mentioned, Cortecna, SDS, and uh, what do you call it, and uh, Global Scan Systems. Right. This team operated between January 1st, 2006 and 2000 and, uh, December 2012. By December 2012, the contract was supposed to have ended, to be terminated. But the government in power then, the government of uh, President Goodluck Jonathan, extended that contract by six months. Now, on the expiration of the six months around June 2012 or thereabout, mm. there was another extension. Mm-hmm. And during that period, all the scanners, because we had lot one, lot two, lot three, right, and each of these three lots by man by each comp- uh, company. Cortecna then was handling, was to provide scanners for Apapa, Tinkan Island Port, Kano, and Abuja Airport, Gibia right. and Banki Borders. While SES was to provide scanners for On Airport, Harcourt Port, hmm. and also Port Harcourt Airport and Udioko Border. Global Scan Systems Limited, the only indigenous company, was to provide scanners for Wari, Calabar Port, Ikeja Airport, Semeboda. In Semeboda, Global Scan was to provide a fixed scanner, but in the interim, they were to provide a mobile scanner, which is the motorized scanner I sent to you in the pictures earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the one that is in, in like a building is the one that we call the fixed scanner. Now, after the provision of these scanners, the companies installed them, operated them, and there was an improvement during that period in the clearance process in the country. But to my surprise, after the expiration of the second six months, which ended, I think, in uh, 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 November 2013, the government then transferred the operation and the control of all the, and the maintenance of these scanners to the only indigenous company called Global Scan Systems. Hmm. And the company was able to handle these scanners for a period. But meanwhile, during that period, there was no direct contract with the government, mm-hmm. meaning that the company had to provide on its own funds to ensure that the manufacturers of the scanners, Smith Detection International, provide maintenance during the period. Right. Now... In, uh, at the end of that uh, program, the, there was this, uh, what do you call it now, there was this uh, politicking over the, uh, the CG, or in the CG in charge of customs then, uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, Diko Inde Abdullahi, okay. he wanted to have control over the appointment of contractors. Mm-hmm. And there was this tickling with the law then to ensure that the customs control whoever will be the contractor that will handle these scanners. Right. And at the end of the day, he had his way, and he now reappointed Global Scan Systems, the only indigenous company, 
to handle. This time around, it was now a contract between the companies, the service provider, and uh, what do you call it, and the Nigeria Customs Service. Right. That contract was supposed to last for five years. But on its first anniversary, that is in uh, September 2015, mm -hmm. the CD of Customs, then uh, Diko in their Abdullahi, retired. And on his retirement, he gave instructions that the contract should be terminated. Mm. Now, these kinders, they are specialized and advanced equipment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are not the equipment that you can live at the mercy of the weather. What I mean, in essence, is that there are components in these kinders that must be operated daily. Mm. Yes, you may ensure that the, AC, the, the, the cooling system in that kind work so that they will continue to cool the detection system, okay. which detects the image. You understand my point In now? the container, yes, yes. So, yeah, detect the image in the scanner itself. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. The scanner is made up of various subsystems. I see. Now, the CG terminated this contract as he was leaving office without making provision for another company that will take over from the then service provider, Global Scan Systems. Is that the procedure? Because uh, I'm curious about that. Even if uh, the contract is terminated, what's the normal procedure for making sure that the staff at the ports have the capacity for managing the equipment? Shouldn't there be a new contractor for maintenance, for instance? The normal practice for such equipment mm -hmm. is to ensure, it's just like you have a security man mm. manning a facility. Mm -hmm. If you want to change that security company, mm -hmm. it is important that you make arrangement for another security company that will take over. Right. Because if you terminate the contract, it means that the security guards will not be reporting for duty at the end of that day or the next day. So that was the arrangement that the outgoing CG failed to implement. Hmm. In fact... Do we know why? Well, it is best known to him because today we don't understand the reason why such a rash action should, uh, was taken by him. And this, of course, led to a lot of problems for even the staff. I'm happy you mentioned the personnel, the staff. Mm -hmm. With the termination of that contract, mm -hmm. that in the, the indigenous company, which is Global Scan, mm -hmm. sat all their workforce. Not only that, there are certain payments that were supposed to be made when the first contract terminated in uh, in December 2012. Hmm. This money were never paid to the staff. As I am speaking with you now, I have it on good record that the staff are presently in court with the owners of that company, hmm. called Globascan. Okay. So the action of uh, uh, the ongoing CG then caused a lot of problems. I was surprised when I saw the article where the uh, the area controller in Apapa was apportioning blames to uh, one of the service providers. Right. I want to make it clear here that the major person that caused this problem was the outgoing CG of Constantico for failing to make arrangements for another company that will take over the maintenance of those scanners. My sister, as I'm talking to you now, from 2015, September, when this uh, contract was terminated, mm -hmm. till this period that I'm talking to you, mm -hmm. those canals are not maintained 
guys by any company. But there's been a new CG since the previous CG left. Why hasn't this new CG um, um, done something about it? I guess my my my, my only suspicion was that uh, you know. 2015 uh, was the time when uh, the, this current administration came into power. Mm -hmm. And uh, as at that period, we had, uh, uh, I mean, the current CG, that is, uh, um, uh, what is his name now? The current CG of Customs right. uh, was appointed. Maybe he wanted to be very careful to study what was really on the ground before he goes ahead and take action. But information that I'm gathering is that they are making our government is making arrangements to buy new scanners. When we have the scanners that have been at the port since uh, f for years now. But Nigeria currently have about 21 scanners made up of three fish scanners, mobile scanners, and the high scans, the ones that they use at the, uh, they use at the airport. Are they bad? These scanners at the ports, are they bad? Or do they just need people who know how to use them to come and use them? I suspect that the scanners might not be in good shape now. Hmm. Because when you abandon such a high-tech equipment from 2000 and, uh, what do you call it now, 2015, hmm. till this very moment, because I remember there is one, uh, there is one of the that one of the sites. I don't want to mention the names now. Okay. They were so much in love with the equipment in under their area uh, command. Okay. And the moment those equipment with the scanner has any fault, mm -hmm. they will they will invite me. They will invite my company, ITL Engineering Nigeria Limited. Okay. Who will go there and fix this for them? This was an internal arrangement for them to ensure that they make the equipment functional. But other commands like Apapa and the rest of them were not so lucky to have this in place. This, this arrangement. Now, um, I, now, um, Grammy Sola, you're listening to all of this and I, I wonder if you think that this problem contributes to the congestion at the ports. Uh, uh, Mr. Adams, uh, Usman says, yes, it does. Do you agree with him, Grammy Sola? Oh, definitely. Um, can can, can you speak up? We're, we're struggling to hear you. Oh yes, can you hear me? Yes, better. Go ahead. Yes, um, yes. It's one of. It's actually one of the issues. Um, like I mentioned earlier, because we don't have these automatic, or, be, or because these automatic scanners are not um, put to use regularly. Right. You have the customs um, NAVDAC in the case of um, if if you're bringing in or taking out um, um, health or food-related items. Right. You have NAVDAC, you have SON, Standard Organization of Nigeria, right. having to actually do physical inspections of every container that comes in. Right. That's just a lot of work, right? I mean, imagine people actually opening every single container so that they can actually inspect physically. Mm -hmm. That takes a lot of work for everyone, um, including the um, people that have to do it. And it also means that when the people, when the um, personnel on duty uh, either not in the mood or tired, and it, it will just affect things because it's not automatic. Mm. It will just affect a lot of issues, um, and then they have to pay. Sometimes people have to pay bribes to ensure that their containers are inspected on time, or just to ensure that maybe if whatever they're bringing in is illegal or something 
I mean, there's just a lot of drama there because you have to deal with people as opposed to machines that would just... Just do the work. Now, how much faster, uh, Mr. Adams, are the machines? Like, how many containers can they clear uh, in a day, for instance, when they were working? How much work did they get done? A scanner, the mobile scanner, for example, Mm -hmm. can handle about uh, more than 20, 25 containers in one hour. Oh, so you can when you compare that with uh, uh, the the one the Nigerian Customs Service are currently doing now, mm-hmm. where they will install and uh, load reload the container. Mm. If you want to carry out thorough inspection, mm. it will take you more than a day to inspect one container physically. Mm. But with the use of these scanners, mm-hmm. after scanning this, it, it takes about one minute to scan a container. And maybe about another one or two minutes to analyze the, the scan image mm. and to interpret the image and declare whether it is suspicious or not suspicious. Mm. But we abandoned all this technology and we decided to go back to the, our old ways of inspecting containers. Let's pause there and take a break. We'll come back and you finish this thought because it, it appears to me that the only reason we've abandoned uh, the, the, the technology is for politics. Lagos, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. We'll bring you more information after this break. Don't go away. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. Let's- Sandra Ezekwesele, it's 5.34 Lagos, let's talk. I have on the show with me two guests. One of them an industry expert, the other one a financial journalist. Bemisola Alonge works with Steers Business and uh, Adams Usman is a listener who uh, sent me a WhatsApp message about the ports when I was talking about the ports um, last week and I just had to give him a call to be a guest. He's the CEO of ITEL Engineering, uh, previously the scanners manager for a contractor that maintained scanners at the port. And uh, they've been providing very serious insights into um, the issues that have caused the congestion that have become normal with uh, especially legal sports. Now, uh, Mr. Usman, before the break, you were telling me about um, the scanners themselves, the former CG, the current CG, Hamid Ali, and why things have not started working how they should be working. And I said to you before the break that it sounds to me that uh, the reason we do not currently use a system that can clear 25 containers in an hour is because of politics. And that sounds um, ridiculous to me. But is that what you're saying, Mr. Usman? Honestly, that is the only thing that I can readily think about at this very moment. Because uh, Ghana, our neighbor, Hmm. started the use of these scanners in 2002. Nigeria decided to embrace this technology in 2006. And as we speak now, Ghana is still operating the scanners. Now, the second issue now is this. Why will somebody decide to terminate the contract for something that was working and benefiting the country, the nation? Something that took, that in the, country, the nation invested in. The contract for destination inspection, I mean, I mean, cost Nigeria a lot of money. The procurement of this kind of cost us a lot of money. 
Now, why, why, must such a, why must he terminate such a contract? And let's say he was going when he did this. But what about those that took over from him? Hmm. What have they been doing since 2015? Hmm. They allowed this equipment to deteriorate. They allowed this equipment to, 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 to get worse. Now we are waiting for them to, we are waiting to see what they want to do because we already have information that they were planning to buy new ones. What is the guarantee that when you buy new ones, you will not treat them the same way you are treating the ones that we currently have in the country now? Hmm. What is that guarantee? So to me, what really comes to my mind, really comes to my mind is, is, is politics. Why won't the current CG Ahmed Ali wake up one day, I mean, immediately when he was appointed, why, don't, why, why was he not interested in listening to this kind of uh, thing? Oh, maybe because he's not a custom professional. He's not a custom man. Maybe. But what about the people that surrounded him? Why didn't they advise him that we have a system that is working? Why don't we revisit? Why don't we go back and check what is happening? Why don't we appoint another company to continue with the maintenance of this equipment? So these are the issues. These are the issues. Bemi uh I said at the top of the show that the Shippers Association of Lagos State says that goods for exports are stuck at the ports. Goods that are worth 868 billion naira. And they say the main problem is something called the NXP, Nigerian Exports uh, Proceeds. All exporters must have an NXP number so that CBN can make sure that their forex comes to the bank. Why do you think it's proven so difficult to get NXP numbers, Bemisola? Um, so the NXP um, issue is not new. Um, the CBN did not just pass this. Um, exporters normally are obliged to get this um, NXP fund and numbers, like you said, um, from their banks and like sort of register with the Nigerian Export Import Bank um, to export their goods. So the idea is so that when they get um, the payment for their exports, they're able to repatriate these payments in 90 days to the central, to, to their commercial banks. And when they repatriate the um, foreign exchange to the central banks, they then sell it in the I and E window and, you know, give the funds, it's basically just giving the um, foreign exchange to the central bank or their commercial bank. So the central bank noticed that a lot of um, companies were not doing this. So what companies would do is they would get the NFC funds as usual with one bank and then go to another bank and just receive their foreign exchange, um, their, their revenue for the exports into another bank, just like normal remittances, not like the payment for the export that they had, um, you know, gotten the NSP for in the past. So to ensure that they enforce this, the central bank now sort of tightened. I mean, the CBN released a circular last week um, reiterating the need or how to manage or use um, export proceeds accounts. So people are only supposed to, exporters are only supposed to use their accounts to meet their own um, trade obligations and sell it in the INE window. So um, because of this, the, the central bank um, has been sort of clamped down on banks to ensure that they collect the money <laughs> for the NSPs. If not, they'll be penalized. And then this process this year, I mean, December and like 
the last few months of the year are usually the peak period for um, import and export. So because companies are then rushing to register for this NXP at this time, because now the CBN is taking it more seriously than they've ever taken it, um, there's a lot of, like, the queue is long, and there's just a lot going on. And then the process is slower than it should be. I guess they're just... Um, scrutinizing it more and ensuring that banks are ensuring and CBN and all the other players are ensuring that they're able to um, get all the foreign exchange that they need at this time as opposed to before when, you know, sort of like anything goes. So that whole process of being more intentional with the NFC registration and it's just worth taking time. Obviously, it shouldn't take this long. It shouldn't be this slow, but that's what's causing um, the delay at the port. So people who sort of have some, who, who are familiar with the system and have some um, agents or connections with people in the bank and all of that, or in the central bank maybe, um, are able to sort of speed up the process faster, but for those that are unable to, they have to wait to ensure that they get their NXP funds. When I talked about this yesterday, I was asking if there wasn't a way to get this done at the point of export, if there wasn't a way um, to have this set up at, um, at the ports itself, if there wasn't a way to do this instantaneously. Why? Because you have the Shippers Association and Maritime Workers Union saying that the process is long, it's complicated, it's complex. Uh, and we live, I went to the bank today to pick up my ATM card and it, it took all of 10 minutes to do, right? Is there no way to make things like that instantaneous? Is there no way to get these numbers online, for instance, since we are, after all, in the year of our Lord 2020? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, um, so I, 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 I'm not very familiar with what the step-by-step -step process is, hmm. but I believe that they're doing it on a portal. Um so, and, and because they're dealing with banks, really, you're not dealing, it's not the, um, it's not the customs or the port authorities, the banks that they're dealing with. Um, uh, that's why it's taking slower. Like I said, this is not a new export um, protocol. It has always been, um, people always had to um, get export um, proceeds from from time. So it's just now, because the CBN is really clamming down on um, ensuring that... The Has gotten serious back. about it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm. So that's just the, the, the um, process of ensuring that... I mean, it's just deeper now because the CBN is more serious about getting its foreign exchange. Is, is there a way in your experience, Mr. Adams, for this to be done in a way that doesn't have almost a trillion naira worth of goods uh, stuck at the airport? The the easiest way now is to um, swallow uh, for the government to swallow its pride, okay, and uh, invite people like us with experience in this field. Hmm. We are Nigerians. We were trained by uh, Smith Detection, a leader in uh, worldwide and worldwide provider of uh, scanners, okay, advanced scanners, okay. We all have all this experience. There are, there are other people, some of my colleagues too, who also are doing well in the business. Okay. And uh, invite the stakeholders, bring everybody together. Let us sit down, let us brainstorm. Let us see what, how we can uh, salvage what is, what is available, I mean, what we can salvage from the existing scanners now. Because I don't want to believe that they are entirely bad.
there are some, like uh, I can mention the one in Semeboda, mm. which I'm very conversant with. We've worked on this scanner and uh, we're working on it before the closure of the border. Yes. Now, I'm not talking about the scanners. I'm talking about the NXP numbers that um, exporters have to get uh, that will ensure that CBN gets its forex. Now, I, I'm asking for your insight as a, an, a, an industry insider. Is there a way that this thing can be arranged so that shippers and marine time workers are happy with the process since they've all said that the process to get an NXP number is complicated, is, is long, is complex. Is there a way that uh, they can, everybody can meet in some sort of middle ground that works? I believe everything is possible. The first thing is to have the will to do it. If these things are done in other countries, I don't know the reason why we can't do it here in Nigeria. The first thing is for them to have that will and believe that they do it and they can do it. With that, I believe they can achieve it. Hmm. Lagos, let's talk. 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. Join the conversation. Why don't you? If you have questions for my guests, also come with them. Uh, you've heard from the experts. Uh, what do you think about the points that they've raised here today? What do you think are the problems with our ports? Uh, how do you think we can fix them? What do you think the solution to this NXP problem is? And uh, share your thoughts as well via Facebook, Nigeria Inc for 99.3. There's WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080 959 Our first caller is Austin, who is in Surulere. Austin, welcome. Hello? Hello, welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, good evening. Good evening, Austin. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, it will, I mean, be obvious. Like the other of our friends will say, obvious to the blind about what is actually happening with our system. What is happening in the port is not different from what is happening all over Nigeria in our system. Our systems need overhaul. We have a system that runs so that no person takes responsibility for anything done. Any person can get away with anything and anyhow. And that is just the problem. So it is a systemic thing. It's not, it's not just about the airport that has this issue now. Are you talking of our road system? Look at the uh, Apapa Ocean, the Greek lock. Then go to the, to, to the issue of education, ASU. Just name it. Everywhere in our system, you find that there are heavy issues. And the issues are systemic and they are man-made. It is not as if there's a problem anywhere, but the system needs an overhaul. It is, you know, it has gone beyond the system where we say one man, you know, being the superman, we have to fix it for all. It is obvious that that has failed. So we need a systemic overhaul so that people take responsibility and when they err, they are punished. And that is just all I have to say. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for calling us, uh, Austin. Uh, great call there. 99.3, hello. Hello? Hello? Yes, thanks for calling. What's your name? Yeah, good evening, ma'am. My name is Ruben from Yaba. Welcome, Ruben. Yeah, um, your, your, your guests are not really being... You are not dealing with this thing the way I expected them to do. First of all, I don't want to believe that those scanners cannot be repaired. I, 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 I think um, the, the guy, the one of the guys you, you, you featured, I, think, I don't think he mentioned it, that those scanners, I believe that, okay, they are spoiled. I, I agree that they are spoiled. 
they are not functioning the way they are. I believe that they are experts that you can call within this country that they can repair it. Well, the experts have said that repairing it is too expensive. The parts that will need to be replaced will be too expensive. Sometimes waiting to do something to fix them costs pass than to buy a new one. Don't be the same machine when we talk about machines, scanner. Eh, no. Machine. Eh, no. No problem. No problem. She said to her, she said to her, yes, but then the NSP, I don't think it should be too protracted as they are mentioning it. Well, what is there? Is it not to generate number? Is it not those number to generate number? If there are 50,000 exporters in Nigeria or 1 million, is it not to generate numbers? Maybe like 8 digits of 10 digit numbers, then direct it to them, um, barcode, um, blah, 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 um, uh, card to, to generate card. Why is it so difficult? Why is the bank, why is it so easy to collect ATM from bank? But it's very difficult to, for the bank to generate um, NSP numbers and whatever, whatever papers that need to, 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 to be tendered. I don't know why they are not really saying that this. They should open up and say that this thing can be done within 24 hours or 48 hours. And I hope. Hello, are you there, man? I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also want me to ask them. Why is it that only Lagos Port is working in this Nigeria? We have Delta. We have Obuse. A dry port can be opened in Obuse. We have um, 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 Aquaibom. Uh, we have Ondo. We have Casina. Why is it that only one port is working in Nigeria? Why? Why can't we have an eight port? If uh, Apapa refused to, 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 to upgrade to ICT, then other, other, they, they let on let on wake up and do the, and do the needful. Why can't, why, why was everything passed through Lagos? Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you. Bemisola, I'll let you take that question. Why? Why do we have just one working? Now, we don't, of course, have only one working. Onne is working more and more. Uh, we also have the one in Anambra also picking up gradually. But uh, we shouldn't be telling the tale of gradually in 2020, right, Bemisola? Yeah, I agree. Um, so the thing with the um, Lagos Apapa port is really the depth of the water, so um, as opposed to on and worry ports, um, the, the size of vessels that the Lagos ports can accept um, and the kind of traffic that the Lagos ports can accept as a result of its location and, you know, just how large the water body is around Lagos is what favors the Lagos and Apapa ports um, more than the rest of the country. And like you said, um, the, on-air, the on-air ports has actually... Um, begun operations and um, started receiving large vessels as well. Um, I think um, worry ports as well. So those ones are already, you know, in motion. They're already starting to receive um, large vessels. But I mean, these things with, with exports and imports is usually not is not as simple or as easy as um, usual, daily sales or like daily trade. Mm. So these things require that companies change their processes drastically and um, that wouldn't just happen overnight. So companies would have to get used to using other ports and other ports would have to also get used to accepting a certain level of traffic. Mm. Obviously, you wouldn't want to um, test with your goods, right? (laughs) But if we have Maersk, one of the biggest shipping companies in the world, redirecting its traffic to Onair now, um, that tells you that companies are willing to do whatever works. Yeah, so I mean, Max is a is, is is a shipping company. Mm. People 
patronize it, right? Mm. So companies would be the ones to decide where they want their own shipments to land. Mm. Um, now that, like you said, like because they're there, that, that gives people the confidence to also reroute their trade and their imports or exports to that um, port. But it was only just launched this year and it will take some time for people to get used to, to get it. on board. Um, now, yeah. in your opinion, what would be the best approach for government using the next three years to increase activity at the port and reduce bottlenecks? Um, so, a lot of things, really. Um, the NPA has actually announced that they're collaborating with the Labour State government to um, create a landing or a holding bay for trucks. Um, if that can be successfully done, that means that the trucks that usually wait on the road for shipments, for their shipments to arrive or to return empty containers would have a place to stay. That clears the um, the backlog or the traffic on the way, on the road. Um, so that's one. Um, also, like uh, Mr. Adams has said, we need automated systems of scanning. We need automated systems for even identifying um, the locations and the position of trucks. A lot of the infrastructure and the ports at the moment are broken down. We also need alternative um, transportation out of the ports, apart from the roads. Um, the Ministry of um, Work, Ministry of Transportation, are actually doing the rail um, from Apapa at the moment. So wow. that is a step in the right direction. We just need them to complete it. Mm. So, for instance, if people, if, if containers get to the Apapa port and people clear them in a place like Yaba mm. or on the island or mm. something, mm. it redirects traffic out of Apapa or mm. at least some traffic mm. out of Apapa to other, other parts of Lagos. I mean, you can even have a situation where people are clearing their containers in Ibado mm. because the Trains just take containers. As soon as they land in the Lagos um, port, they take them out, take them to other states, take them to other parts of Lagos so mm. that people can then go and clear them there as opposed to everybody clearing in a papa. Um, so it's just changing infrastructure. Um, and, and, and like Mr. Adams also said, we need the 